1: wherever podcasts are available. Beyond and hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Dornbusch, and this is Podcast Beyond, episode 701 of IGN's weekly PlayStation show here to talk about all the latest and greatest in the world of PlayStation. I'm joined this week by Brian Altano. Brian, thank you. Are
2: we doing anything special for Episode 7-Eleven? Like we
0: should get a bunch of hot
1: dogs. We should rank
0: convenience stores and games.
1: Oh, that's such a great. That's, That's a really good call. And then Look forward to
0: mail us some Slurpees and what that turns <laughs> into in the mail, you know.
1: 7-Eleven, have your people call our people. Our people are mm-hmm. just us, so just call us and let us know. Uh, and of an course, angry
0: email from sales because we've got like a Circle K sponsorship about to happen. <laughs> we don't
1: have phones either. We don't even have phones hooked up. So yeah, so we don't. We no. All of our desk phones are gone. Uh, and we're also joined this week by our resident T-Rex, Max Goville.
0: So we need to talk about this. I did some new stuff with my camera. I set it up. For those of you listening to the audio, you have to use your vivid imaginations, but we figured out that for whatever reason, how the lens is angled or the camera or something, when I hold my hands up, they look real small, just real little still tiny hands. Just, I don't know, like normally they don't look, I I don't know, maybe we're crazy. It just seems like especially you should hold like up a DualSense and be like, Sony's announced the new DualSense Micro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, PA's, the PlayStation Classic didn't succeed, so they're trying a PlayStation 5 Classic already.
2: Look that's at right. this. Oh it's the micro, oh the, God. Micro, God. the micro right. DualSense. I thought it was a mini controller. It, that's what, Matt, I don't understand what's happening. That's so scary.
0: <laughs> this is incredible. Uh, we do- yeah, movie magic. It's horrible.
1: We do apologize to audio listeners. If you can, please go check out a little bit at least of the video, uh, and we'll definitely try to refrain from the whole show being...
2: Check out those Fast and Furious movies where they put like Vin Diesel and The Rock next to each other, and they look different sizes and stuff. Like that. <laughs> same, same, same effect.
1: Editing magic, yeah, yeah. Weirdly, the Max of uh... the Rings.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Max this week is actually played by Andy Circus. <laughs>
0: there's actually uh there's a, a a child actor is behind me putting his or her hands through my shirt like that funny trick you do at parties and they're doing that thing and
1: it's it's my favorite yeah. who's line sketch yeah, and, this is uh, actually
0: this is a like an integration for the new dino crisis game that hasn't been announced yet <laughs> having a midlife dino crisis over here um <laughs> uh, yeah, I did, yeah i'm happy we're doing the show I, I had a really good time last week um yeah I, I also i feel like there's a weird like sigh of relief where we're sort of we did our thing we got together, we did our best. There were weird technical difficulties, but we, we made it, we had a thing and people I think liked it probably. And now it's just, we can talk about my hands. I No one's going to have What
2: the people want. If you listened to last week's episode, but you didn't like stick around for the whole thing, maybe put it on like while you're cleaning a cooker or something like that. The last 20 minutes of like the big three hour file that we put on YouTube where Dornbush is playing Bloodborne for the first time in like a year and just Does this magical bum rushing through an area that many of us, if not all of us, slowly chipped away at for days and days to get to where he got to. He just runs. I don't even want to spoil it. It's one of my favorite things I've ever seen in a Let's Play, so please go check it out.
1: It was it was such a thrill to to like end the show that way. Uh, and I, re- I really can't wait to to get back to it and, and do, you know, another third part. But yeah, as both of you are saying, thank you so much to everyone who who tuned in, uh, you know, tech technical difficulties of it all notwithstanding. It was such a blast. It was so much fun to be chatting with people live. Uh, I saw a lot of People also being super kind on social media after and before the show. So thank you to everyone who who tuned in, who supports the so- show, who watched along with us. Uh, it was so much fun and we're uh, excited to keep going with it uh, because PlayStation is not going to be quieting down this year. We, we have a lot to look forward to and a lot to talk about. Uh, and and a couple small things that I, I do want to touch on, obviously, because we haven't gotten a chance to necessarily play it ourselves and test it out. Uh, but the first thing I did want to mention sort of on the news front this week is that PlayStation has finally announced a Last of Us Part 2 PS5 performance patch. Uh, PlayStation, of course, has been doing this sort of slow rollout of performance uh, upgrades for PS5. Some games just naturally play a little better uh, on PlayStation 5 from PS4, but uh, at launch we had stuff like Ghost of Tsushima and Days Gone having performance upgrades. We've seen stuff like Ratchet & Clank. Uh, and God of War get patches since then, and now The Last of Us is the latest. Uh, It's a patch that targets 60 frames per second is their language, so I'm assuming it is not a locked 60. Um, this is a, a frame rate target to allow it to, to get a little bit higher than the PS4 version. Uh, obviously it, it also, as they mentioned, comes with the enhanced resolution, faster loading times and more because of backward compatibility. So this, this to me doesn't sound like this is not a like PS5 remaster sort of situation. Right. I think, you know, uh, Brian and Max, let me know if you feel differently, but this feels like a, Hey, we know you've been asking for this. This is uh, a step in the right direction, especially because they say the, the blog post by, I believe it's by Arnie, the director of communications at Naughty Dog, uh, says the team has been digging into the PS5 hardware and the possibilities it unlocks since launch last year, and we're excited about what the future holds. This patch is just the first step of working on the PS5. We'll let you know when we've got more news to share. Um, and so to start this off, I, I do think, you know, I'm, I'm a little curious hear from both of you of like, I, I think it's exciting that we're seeing these patch rollouts. Um, that language there, I think, is definitely like, a don't worry, this isn't all we're doing for the next generation, <laughs> because people can be so quick to be like, oh, that's it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm glad we have this patch and it's going to give me a, a reason to jump back into a game I love. But um, yeah, it's, it's definitely something where I think like, OK, they probably have a bit more in store that they're just not ready to share yet.
2: Yeah, it's cool to see them working on PS5 hardware. Obviously, we knew that was going to happen. You know, they're a dedicated Sony-owned first-party studio. But, like, to have them go, hey, here's this thing we made last year. Here's some sort of, like, bells and whistles and tweaks we can add. Keep in mind, like, this was a game that was already getting some sort of performance boost from the just the nature of being running on backwards compatible uh, uh, on PS5. Like, it got, you know, slightly better load times and, and resolution and stuff like that. But this is them really, like, going, how buttery smooth can we make this horrific violent murder simulator uh <laughs> i've already seen people digital foundry did a like a great i think they had the exclusive on this one they did like a really great job of uploading footage uh our own mark medina who's been on the show before uh put some gameplay clips up earlier it looks gorgeous it looks really really good um i'm not really interested in replaying this game i got it's this is one of those things where i got everything i needed from it i really liked it um it's bleak and harrowing but also very long and i i'm I'll think about it for the rest of my life, but I'm okay. <laughs> but if you haven't played this game uh, and you weren't turned off by some of the story spoilers getting turned around, because I promise you there's a lot more to it than that, uh, check this out. Please play it on PS5. Obviously, like you're probably in a weird group of people who have a PS5, which is already a small amount of people, but and then also haven't played The Last of Us Part II, uh or waited for an update or a patch, but also don't want to wait for a full-on remaster, which could eventually be coming. Uh, this <laughs> is your window. So for it
0: yeah this is the weird thing with sort of how this generation is where we i mean this was already pretty heavily optimized for ps4 pro which kind of had all the the big stuff like it had the you know it had 4k or i guess the stuff that you could do for the ps5 that would really be interesting is also the stuff that's kind of hard to advertise again it's like you can add haptic features you can add you know better 3d audio but you know aside from the frame rate like it's kind of doing everything it really can short of just actually getting under the hood and like I don't know, changing the number of enemies or the size of the areas or whatever, because like this already had really good load times. It's already like this was already doing as much as it really could. And um I mean, that's kind of the thing with with this generation specifically is like with you know th- there's there's so many games towards the end of last gen that were like made you know they they did a bunch on on the pro or the you know the um the one X or whatever where it's such it's an odd little half measure and then you know it's I think it's going to be really hard to take full advantage of next gen and have something that does work with last gen to the point that we're going to I think there's going to be just a lot of kind of uh, a lot of little incremental, you know, shifts and and you know and bumps like that. Um mm-hmm. we were, yeah. I, it's it's funny cuz we keep getting games announced um not to sidetrack too much but like Yeah, oh, totally. Um Biomutant got some new gameplay dropped, which is kind of cool cuz that's a that's a PS4 game. Like that's not a game that's coming to next gen yet. It'll be it'll work on next gen obviously, but that's in the same way that Cyberpunk only had skews for, you know, PC and PS4 and Xbox 1. It's the same deal with this and they were like okay here's a raw chunk of gameplay running on a base model okay here's a raw chunk of gameplay running on a um you know ps4 pro series x whatever Uh, and then here it is running on pc at optimized settings but like there's no there's no next gen version of that and because things are backwards compatible i feel like studios aren't really gonna you know and publishers aren't really gonna have a huge uh incentive to uh to make next gen at launch you know, because people right. who have next gen systems are going to, you know, if, if the game is going to automatically run better on their next gen hardware, they'll probably, you know, accept the fact that maybe it isn't quite as mind-blowingly gorgeous as a dedicated next gen title would be. Um, and then publishers can also come around and when they do the, you know, the game of the year edition, the definitive edition, the the full, you know, uh, ultimate collection that includes all the DLC or whatever, they can do that version as a as a next gen skew and probably double dip on people who maybe already had the last gen version at the same time, which is, yeah, I'm, yeah
1: sorry i i was just gonna say that yeah one thing you know especially to touch on that and brian what you were saying about the fact that like you know there's probably a small group of people who both have a ps5 and haven't played the last of us part two at the very least from like that launch window of a few million units sold uh jim ryan had said that you know a quarter of people were were new to the playstation family or presumably you know didn't have a ps4 so there is at least a, a decent chunk of people who have ps5s who haven't probably played part two and you know can go back to the last of us one before whatever remake we may inevitably get um but yeah it's a we're in a very weird time for these consoles right now and we're going to talk a little bit more about sort of like the past coming back to be next gen uh, with another game getting released day for later this year, a, a very small indie game no one's ever heard of. Uh, and it's yeah, we're we're in this very strange space right now where I think the the sort of things we said around launch of like, if you I, like, it's exciting to talk about the PS5, but if you haven't been able to get your hands on one, you're still in an OK place with games like you're still able right. to play a lot of the best games that are coming out right
0: now. Yeah, I mean, compared um, to, to when, you know, when last generation started, that was interesting because like The Last of Us had just come out basically and then they were mm-hmm. like here's the brand new PS4 and then it had a huge adoption rate and people got on board with it and it made a ton of sense to be like all right here's the remastered version because you can't just go out and buy the disc for the, the PS3 game and pop it in like we need to have something there and I think when you've got a you know you've got to convince people to buy an all new version you kind of have to you have to really do something but this time around like I don't know it's 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 weird I maybe at some point we'll get a Last of Us part 2 proper remaster, but I I just don't see that being really necessary, which is yeah, it's an odd it's an odd situation, you know?
1: Yeah. And I mean I'm genuinely just at a place like Brian, I I totally get where you're coming from of like the the experience, what it was for you, and you don't feel the need to replay it. I'm sure that's gonna be the case for a lot of people. I I didn't replay The Last of Us One for, you know, like seven years or so. It took me a long time to get back to it. But um I think for me at least, and like I know it's genuinely a joke that gets talked about a lot, but I am genuinely excited to play The Last of Us Part Two and not to have what sounds like a vacuum going the entire time because I had to, like, I loved that game. I reviewed that game and gave it a 10. Like, obviously I love that game, but my God, did I have to be considerate of my neighbors while blasting the audio for that game and, you know, making sure audio is not leaking out because I have to listen to it so loudly.
2: I remember <laughs> I, I tweeted about this when when that game came out, but like for some bizarre reason, my PS4 Pro was very, very quiet during The Last of Us Part Two, And I remember just kind of being like, um, little buddy are you are you putting in the work because you know you know you're gonna die soon yeah <laughs> you got that big ps5 coming in soon you're going you know you're going away
0: oh, oh you man. just get a creep you... curling up in the corner behind the toilet you know yeah, we'll get you a <laughs> fresh cut of salmon for dinner i don't know how Aww. much you got going for you it's like did yeah. you give me flowers because we're breaking up either way
2: like i'm sorry uh but you know it's i i think you're totally right it that was a very taxing game but also at no point was i really like this could use you know significant improvement. totally Yeah. Maybe it looks beautiful. three, four years from now, it might, we might be in a different situation where it's a hard game to look back on. But I do like this sort of um this cadence that we're finding with a lot of studios where they are upgrading games for next gen uh for free, uh to to an extent. And I, I like that because I there was a little bit of push and pull early on in the generation, or even right before this generation started, where we were kind of like, what's gonna happen here? Are is everyone gonna are we all gonna get on the same page? Are studios gonna charge us? $10 upgrade free uh you know obviously some some teams are still doing that some games are still doing that but uh it seems like sony's been pretty cool about uh up, up upgrading their games so so far uh obviously there's big ones they haven't done yet um i'll just name it it's called
0: bloodborne please, please please update
2: <laughs> that game so i mean that's in the meantime
0: yeah that's what that's one of the ones where like that has that that has that FromSoft kind of jank to it and yeah. That's an old enough PS4 game that like that didn't get a PS4 Pro patch. Like that's that feels mm-hmm. like that feels closer to PS3 than it does to PS5. You know, like that's yeah. definitely that stage in the generation. Whereas if they came along and they were like, here is Bloodborne remastered capital R trademark at the end, like proper. Like, I mean, obviously we'd be excited about it, whether it was a patch or a remaster, but I can see that justifying a full on, you know, full on remaster re-release yeah, type of thing. You're totally right. The
2: distance has been long enough since the initial launch that I wouldn't feel uh I wouldn't feel like ripped off buying that. Now the thing is like this what's interesting about what Naughty Dog is doing here is that this is sort of undercutting their efforts of potentially making a remastered version of this game eventually. Because like if it looks really damn good and plays really damn good on PS5, then I'm not really like sitting sitting here going like, oh, you gotta redo all the textures in the game and you know add this and that and stuff like that. Uh and they've announced that they they aren't doing story content for this. Like there is currently no DLC plan for it. So they wouldn't even be able to do like a Last of Us Remastered type deal where they, you know, bundle in the left behind DLC and make this sort of complete edition. Because this this is what it is, right? The game, all the game is there. They're making a standalone multiplayer thing, which we, you know, obviously is going to come to next gen consoles as well. But uh, in the meantime, I, I wouldn't really be in the market for dropping 60, 70 bucks on the Last of Us Remastered. Uh, or Last of Us 2 remastered, when this is doing
0: everything I needed to do right now. I could, you know? I could see them taking a page from what Io did with Hitman 3, and when they got around to doing the the standalone multiplayer thing or whatever that is, or just for the hell of it, maybe it's an anniversary or something, doing, like, remastering the entirety of, of The Last of Us Part 1 so that it looks on par with Last of Us Part 2, and then releasing that as, like, a big bundle with all the DLC and all that. Mm. And then, you know, it's that kind of thing where it's just, you know, maybe it just says "The Last of Us."
1: Yeah, I think like Max, it does, you know. To, yeah. To to your earlier point, like it is definitely something where th- this game does look beautiful enough that I'm not feeling the need to have a brand new PS5 version of it. And yeah, it, it I think it largely also depends on what Naughty Dog has in the works that they're gonna gonna be doing because I think they've said pretty explicitly that like the Last of Us Remaster on PS4 was not just a like uh you know an excuse to bring it to a new audience though it obviously was but it also allowed them to get comfortable developing for the ps4 and any changes from the ps3 uh without having to you know do a brand new game right from the jump obviously they went on to do uncharted 4 pretty soon after that but yeah that was a like alert almost like a a uh what a, i don't know the word i'm looking for but like a learning process for them yeah um and i don't know if they need that this time around because the ps4 to the ps5 seems to be a bit smoother of a transition. So, yeah it it'll be really interesting to see what they do. I think yeah the the most likely case is probably to see one get a a bigger bump than two anytime soon, but again, it's a nice rollout to see it is as you both were saying it we're in a weird scenario on PlayStation Five where it is stuff like does Bloodborne get a, a patch or does it get a brand new remaster? Does something like Horizon wait to get a patch until we're closer to Forbidden West, especially now that everyone's gotten the game for free from you know play at home initiative um We're in a strange place where. You see, and and, you know, jumping right to the comments, I assume. But the Xbox getting sort of its FPS Boost initiative, where just you know, a hundred-ish games, ninety-seven, I think, are going to play better on the Xbox Series versus last generation. There are different initiatives, but I also don't know that like someone coming in, unless you're following games and not paying attention, like if you don't pay attention to this stuff, I don't think that FPS Boost thing is a thing people are aware of. I do think it's great, and I think it's useful, and I wish PlayStation had a little bit better of a response than just like when are, when the teams decide to the, the patches come out like if they if they even just said our first party studios are evaluating patches for ps4 games i think that again just anything would go a long way
2: <laughs> that would be a wonderful statement because that would get our wheels turning in our heads right and we yeah. would be speculating what's next um but you know to give credit where it's due like i think they've done a pretty good job so far of a kind of updating like you you know you said the list earlier that like they're getting there there's they've they've it seems like they're going through the last few years, Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, you know, uh, some, some of the last of us part two, some of the biggest games that I, I identified with PlayStation and the PS4, especially um, it, bringing them over to PS5 with like some some nice improvements, not really like a significant overhaul or anything, but enough to make me go, hey, this is this is nice. Is it enticing excuse? To play it again or play for the first time. Um, that's it. That's a good start.
1: Uh, Moving on from there, just to to quickly mention it, because I know it's something that a lot of PS5 users have been asking about ever since the reveal of PS5, only being in uh, its white color. Typically, we're used to, I think, PlayStation uh, consoles since the PS2 coming out and usually sort of like a black default color scheme. Uh, We are getting two new DualSense wireless uh, controllers. There's no new uh, plates for the system itself, but we are getting, and I want to get the correct color names here uh, midnight black and cosmic red uh, the midnight black is just uh, you know black toned uh, across it and obviously the light bar shows through meanwhile the cosmic red has the red and then the the lower half is black similar to the white dual sense um, I think for some reason the red one has been going for a little bit more money than the Black ah, one,
0: what? Or one. Mario fans? They love it. They can't. That it. makes can't sense.
1: It yeah. One of them has gone for slightly more money on like Amazon than the other without explanation. Um, yeah, it's. I'm gonna bring it up and see if I can. If that's still happening. Is that the uh, second yeah, oh, market, or is that? No, no. This is on the PlayStation website too. The Cosmic Red is 75, and the Midnight Black is 70. Weirdly. Why? I don't know. I don't that's, know. <laughs>
2: that's so idiotic. Are you kidding me?
1: Why? Yeah, because it's not even like tie. Ty- it's not even. Like cosmic red, it's not even Spider Man red. Like it's not tied to a video game, so I don't know why it is five red. Must just be five dollars more expensive to print on a controller, I guess.
2: I, is it's, there a I, precedent? I, I don't. I don't remember anything the, like this ever happening.
1: I can like, only or, I genuinely don't know. <laughs> I can only see
0: that happening with stuff after it had come out. Because like at one point, I had I think three like hot pink dual Dual Sense threes or <laughs> you know Dual Shock threes, whatever. Because yeah they were the cheapest on amazon and i was like i don't care i have a pink couch this will be fine you know (laughs) like it was just i didn't care and it was they were they were like almost i want to say almost half price of like other ones and then there were like random ones like oh you know digital camo or like ash gray or whatever like they were the ones that were inexplicably more expensive than the the baseline uh it's it's so weird i I don't know it's weird pretty
1: long
2: Yeah, because I remember, like, when the N64 came out, it, like, you know, famously launched with a bunch of different colored controllers. It had four ports on the front of the system for multiplayer, and I bought a console, and I bought four different colored controllers, and I played nothing but single-player games for, like, the first six weeks because there was no (laughs) multiplayer. It it launched with Pilot Wings and Mario 64, which didn't have multiplayer support. But I pre-ordered the uh, black one immediately. I don't know why. Well, no, I do know why. I already have, I think I have two or three DualSense controllers already because I'm stupid. And also like we're in a global (laughs) pandemic and I haven't had friends over to play video games in like a year. So I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Um, And, you know, um, my wife played It Takes Two with me for, you know, a while. That was fun. But like, I don't really need three or four DualSense controllers. But I do, I've talked about this before. Max and I uh, customize our PS5s. And so my PS5 plates are, are like jet black or like I don't know, Tesla Black or something, because I brought it to an auto body shop. And so I'm glad
0: that this matches that. That's going to be nice. But other than that, I don't really have a need for this. Why the hell isn't Sony selling plates? And if yeah. they don't want to foot the cost for like, you know, merchandising or, or shelf space or whatever, why not license it out to like, I don't know, Mad Cats or like one of those like third parties? There's Niko. no,
2: there's no uh, like official third parties making plates right because i know that there's a lot of custom sites doing it no and sony has sort of like systematically shut down each and every one of them previously the only way to get a like a black dual sense controller was through custom painting that meant people would buy them uh paint them and then mail them to you which usually you know with parts and labor would bring you up into the 100 120 territory for what is a you know a seventy dollar controller. It's so, so it's
0: so stupid. I don't get yeah, it. Like there's... I seriously sell. Make a bundle where you sell like the plates in one color, the controller in that color, and then that little thing that goes, the little underpants for the controller. That little part you can you can break <laughs> off if mm-hmm. if you want to have like if you don't have the two tone thing, just do that. I guess I know, it's the just...
2: logic. The logic here is that like you can use a DualSense on other devices. You can hook it up to your iPhone. You can uh, play it on PC. Um, plates only work on a PS5. And if you can't get a PS5, you're screwed. And so th- it's sort of salt in the wound for people who can't even get a base version, let alone being like, hey, here's like a hat for the thing that you can't even get.
1: No. Yeah, that, that feels like the biggest argument for why they haven't done it yet. But it, it does feel like something that they'd be silly not to do in the future. Again, not having a full understanding of distribution models and, and you know, manufacturing costs and all of that stuff. As we were saying, like, if they feel like it's not worth the cost, Officially partner with there are incredible like independent artists and, you know, independent companies partner with one of them, but who's a really big PlayStation fan yep. and, you know, work with them to approve color schemes and whatnot. Like, like it's especially while Xbox has had their like, you know, design your own controller sort of thing. It's such a cool extra benefit for it players it seems like, like such
0: yeah. such a no-brainer like i had um when i had my psvr i think i since got rid of it but I had the like the official power a playstation license charging stand dock thing which was this weird like like lamp like lamp thing where you put the headset on top and it had two charging controllers things and it you know it came in like vaguely playstation vr colored packaging and it had like a little approved by sony thing in the corner and like that's fine like just do that like they're they're the controllers that um I want to say like Astro makes one or somebody and it's like officially, you know, ordained by, by Sony or whatever. And it's totally just like it's kind of an Xbox controller rip off, but some people prefer that. So like, let them like, you know, allow that option. You know, like think about like when, I don't know when Nintendo was in the, in the height of atomic purple, there would be all these like third-party accessories that were also that color. They just didn't call it atomic purple. It just happened to be the same shade. You get like yeah. that little worm light for your game boy color. You get the, you know, extra battery pack in the back or whatever, like just, it just seems dumb, you know? I don't yeah, know. We,
1: we do at the very least know because this came out, I think, in between episodes because, yeah, right now you can only use a DualSense on your PS5. Like, there, there are no third-party options yet. Scuf is working on a officially licensed third-party DualSense, which is good to see. I assume Astro will be at some point too. I don't give a hoot, I want plates. I want really big great things on the but side yeah, of that
0: thing. Yeah.
1: It would be easy to just, yeah, like partner with someone. I follow a bunch of independent artists who do like cool game, you know, customization stuff on on Instagram, like yep. probably partner with a few people in the industry. Like if, if, if you're partnering with people to make PlayStation shoes, partner with people to make cool PlayStation plates. I, would, it I seems... would totally
0: get it if it wasn't like if you weren't supposed to take the plates off, like if that was one of those things where they're like,
1: oh, you can,
0: but we don't recommend it. It doesn't void the warranty, but it's frowned upon. The first like one of the first videos they put out was that dude taking apart his PlayStation being be like, the plates are easy yeah. to pop off. Check it out. I'm going to vacuum the inside. It's like, OK, well, cool. So you like, support have- that.
2: I have, a, I have a PS5 and a Series X, uh, and they sit next to each other. And the Series X, to me, has always been like a sort of deliberately bespoke design. But it's also, by, you know, by by design, it's it's sort of muted. It is this dark obelisk that just kind of sits there. At no point was I like, put stickers on this thing or let's do anything with it. Whereas, like, you see gigantic white flat plates on the side and your art brain goes canvas. Like, immediately yeah. you're like... Draw on it, paint on it. You know, uh, Greg Miller got Jim Lee to paint on his PS5 plates. Like, it's one of those things where you look at it and you immediately are like, I see a big white wall and I want to draw on it. I don't know if that makes me five or an illegal street artist. But when I see that, that's what I want to do. Whereas the Series X, I'm just kind of like, yeah, you're a big dark box. You look like a fridge. I got it. You're powerful. You're (laughs) quiet. You sit there and shut up. Um, But PS5, I'm like, yeah, you know, what can we do with this thing? And Max, you're totally right. Like, they showed us taking the plates off. I've taken the plates off myself. I got them customized. It's doable. Anybody can do it. Um, so I hope this is something that happens. In terms of like third-party controller support, uh, that's a trickier one because like um, you know I'm a big Nintendo fan. When the Switch launched with uh, HD Rumble, which uh, you know in retrospect feels completely archaic next to what the DualSense is doing, uh, I hadn't even put that together in a while. Um, the uh, it took third parties a long time to be able to get to that sweet spot where they're allowed to use HD Rumble themselves. Uh, while also making it wireless. Like there were pro controller alternatives and there were all these weird caveats like, okay, it can be wireless, but it can't do rumble or it can do rumble, but it has to be wired. And so I think like to be able to make a third party dual sense that has all the bells and whistles, it's going to take a while because I think ultimately Sony wants to make that, that destination their controller. And by selling mm-hmm. yeah. other colors, they want you to buy theirs.
0: I mean, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to get like fight sticks and you know, diff, like weird mm-hmm. those weird fight pad things and other other stuff you plug in. I I wouldn't surprise like me if, if yeah some some uh, like hockey sticks. Um, some of those like oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this, but I don't know either. Yeah, those like can we ever know? <laughs> like, I, I can totally see somebody coming out being like, "Hey, it's a wired uh, dual sense knockoff that doesn't have any haptics in it," because I know some of you are real gamers and don't want that nonsense. You just want to play the game and you <laughs> don't, don't know, want your latency. You just <laughs>
2: Your eyes lit up back there. Did
0: some news just break that's surprising
1: you? The silliest news that could have broken during this show broke. Plates? Uh no, not place. Uh no, like when I say silly, I really mean silly. Uh and I love it. Uh but you know, obviously we talk a lot on the show of like what PlayStation news will break after we record. Well, we got the uh the news about the last of us patch this morning before recording and now during recording playstation europe has confirmed that on may 26th available for sackboy a big adventure will be a celine returnal costume for your (laughs) sackboy
2: nice (laughs)
1: i'll share it in our discord but it is it is adorable and i will absolutely log in to buy that thing uh there was that just of all of the announcements that could come from PlayStation today, it is very amusing that that is the one that came. Uh, but of course, yeah, it will be very interesting to oh, see where she, it's she looks just as pissed off as she does on the cover. It's really great. I highly recommend going to check it out. Yeah, she looks angry and that is wonderful that the, the sack person is angry, too. Um, we'll definitely keep you updated as we hear more about the uh, any new. Ways to make your dual senses look cool or your plates look cool because we would also like to do that too. Uh, but in addition to that, I did want to mention. Uh, obviously, we were talking a little bit before about uh, old games looking better and coming to next gen and how uh, new, this new gen is sort of still really you know rooted in the past. Uh, GTA Five finally will be coming to the PS Five and Xbox Series uh, on November eleventh, the twentieth anniversary of GTA Three.
0: No, no, um, no, no, so- no! You got those. You got those mixed up. Yeah, that's, yeah it's oh, October twentieth okay. is GTA three. November eleventh. This one the- did the daily yes. fix yesterday. Yeah, apolo- I Apologies.
1: Those. No, I, I thought they were the same day. So thank you for for my. You were correct. Now that I'm looking here, it is. Yep. I was wrong. Uh, anyway, I'll see you guys later.
0: Yeah. Good riddance, Jonathan. I can't believe the nerve uh, of this man. Have some, I've- have some um, gravitas
1: or whatever the word is. I've you know? only played GTA four, so unfortunately, that's the only one I'd be able to tell you about. You haven't played um, GTA five. Uh, I played about an hour in college, and then I was like, I need to do college things and then just stopped playing. I
0: think it's, um, that's a totally fair answer. Dude, I'm like, yeah. I'm so excited for you to play this game because it's it's so good. It's such a good game. Like it totally, it, I feel like the conversation about, you know, sales numbers or controversy or whatever always kind of overshadows just the campaign in this game is, is just, it's phenomenal. It's really it's super it's fun. fun. It's really I, cool. Also, I'm stoked to see what you make of it after having lived in California for a good chunk of time.
1: Yeah, we were we were talking a little bit about that. Yeah, it's it's one that like I really did. I know it's sort of like the not the most beloved entry, but I did really gravitate toward GTA 4 because I was I was going to NYU at the time. I was living in New York City. And so to play GTA 4 while being in New York was a really fun, you know, surreal, enjoyable experience. But yeah, this is something where I've spent the last five years living on the West Coast. And th- this will give me probably a, a little bit of a better sense of like the culture mm-hmm. that it is parody parodying. Uh, excuse me. Go ahead.
2: it takes a Go little ahead. while to open up but um once it kind of like takes the training wheels off a bit uh it it's what's amazing about this game is that it has such a fantastic fun smart and sort of like a campaign like it, it actually does a, a interesting job at social commentary on a couple of levels but also like it it sort of nudges you to not even uh engage with it because the open world is just so fun like there's really nothing i can say about gta 5 that hasn't been explained already but There's a reason that this game is still sort of one one of the dominant forces in uh, and pedigrees in terms of open world, you know, 3D action games and why, you know, games have tried since to come close. And I I would say Watch Dogs 2 is the one that's kind of come the closest for me. But even that is, you know, still missing a bunch of the stuff that makes this this one so special. And then that's not even counting GTA Online, which is its own gigantic entity. But I was going to ask you, like, what what's the deal with this this re-release is it like a full price thing is it a free
1: upgrade so and i'm pulling up the the full uh, entries on it um, i could so i could fire me this me off if you second. want I but yeah you you owner. probably have the info on it so, so yeah, basically
0: ahead. they announced this during i don't know the ps5 reveal or one of those state of plays or whatever but gta online is now going to be a standalone thing and it's going to be free not just for playstation plus subscribers but for ps5 owners for the first three oh. months post launch so they basically are like yeah head i mean and it's it prints money so why wouldn't they and uh do lose, was it, do you lose access to it after three months or is it just yours? i'm not sure how that works it might just i am not i have no idea actually that's a really good question um, it, um, yeah
1: right now on the release it just says uh for three months after release um uh on both consoles and totally free to ps5 owners so that may imply that it's just in general free to ps5 owners in, in perpetuity because no pricing has been revealed for the Xbox version at launch. Right, we don't so, talk about that thing on this on this show. You know? No, of course not. Uh, uh, but I'm also, can't... PlayStation Plus subscribers can claim a million dollars of in-game currency every month until the version launches. So if you're planning is, to play, yeah. I keep do
0: forgetting that. to do that. I did that I think once or twice, but like that's actually
1: is through. it's that's such true.
0: a weird. I don't know when I've played GTA Online. Like I really, I think it's really fascinating. And the, the longer I wait to jump into it and check it out, like the more crazy stuff they've added. Um, it's definitely got like a really sort of weird kind of learning curve because I, I i like especially after sort of what's happened with i don't know with like true battle royales it would not surprise me one bit if they were like hey we've added like a full battle royale here where everyone's just dropped in the whole you know the whole the whole of san los santos whatever san Andreas. um but yeah it's 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 odd because it the structuring of gta online is still sort of it sort of feels like like last last gen like like it was you know it was built on ps3 and you know they've made a bunch of tweaks and updated it a lot but like it does feel kind of more like it doesn't feel like a full-on sort of open world sandboxy mmo type of thing it feels like there's little you know little separate games and segments like everything has its own little kind of separate event you can do the whole free roam thing and just screw around but i think they definitely took a much more um they had a much more open approach with red dead online um yeah that it, said it, like yeah <laughs> Hopping it in with it like feels a few like million really... bucks is gonna be crazy
1: Like find the thing that you want, and chances are GTA Online will have an outlet for you. Mm -hmm. Like depending, like if you want to just go because there have been like casinos added and everything. Like obviously the the cars and all of that are a big deal, but it's like if there's a certain part of the GTA play style that you love, it feels like you can really specialize and focus on that on online and not be penalized. It it's sort of jaw dropping how how big and massive that thing continues to be, and they do say that GTA Online will be expanded and enhanced with uh. Unannounced, currently unannounced features um, and updates added to GTA Online this summer will also include special benefits for players to take advantage of in these new versions when they drop. So Mm -hmm. clearly they have a roadmap in mind for GTA Online. They're
0: going going fishing for some whales. They want to get people hooked. They're giving out a little, you know, free (laughs) supply of, of fake money and then getting people on board. When it launches it's on smart. next gen, going to get a sequel to this
1: game. <laughs> no, I mean, why? <laughs> well, like, I mean, this is the third generation for GTA five. It's insane. It, and like I and, said before, like it's still, it's,
2: I, I think, I think it's still better than it, probably I'll, I'll declaratively say, this is still better than every new open world, uh, you know, modern, not like a Skyrim type thing or something like that, but like, well, and this is still the benchmark for open world games.
1: So mm. I do want to ask, you know, on that front as two people who obviously really love the game and, and, um, you know have the potential to play it yet again on a on a new generation uh the ps4 update brought with it like it, it was a sizable update it came with that first person mode uh they added other bells and whistles obviously improved the performance and everything added, like it,
0: um they added peyote hidden around the landscape and if you <laughs> ate it all you could turn to different animals oh my and the, god the worst and thing about right. it
2: we did a we did a let's play war called monkey mountain downhill
0: and we uh we <laughs> got on that bicycles was that was with pc cheats in the yeah. in the in the main game like you basically it's, it honestly sucks i hate that it's not like a thing that you can open up but like if you find a little piece of peyote and you eat it you turn into like a random animal and depending what character you're playing as you hear their like internal monologue where like oh my god you know, trevor will be like good god i'm a hawk
1: what am i doing i'm a
0: hawk and you're just like <laughs> flying around and you do it for like three minutes and then you can't do it again in, unless you like reload a save or whatever um also is, monkey nuts yeah
1: monkey mountain downhill is just a fantastic name for anything that should be a
0: mode i hope they add an entire animal sports category for that yeah
1: i I, that sounds like an indie game i play in a heartbeat um but i did want to sort of ask just you you know before we move on uh from this is like what i i guess are you both planning to revisit it on on ps5 and whether or not like what do you think really needs to be the focus of what they're adding this time around slash what what do they need to add like i assume we'll get some dual sense in 3d audio but like the game is really beloved and still as you were saying a really great example of the genre probably better than most games that have come out since then. Mm-hmm. What can they do at this point?
2: <laughs> I mean there's a there was that sort of video kicking around a few days ago of that uh a team of people, you know, not connected to Rockstar at all, but they did basically like real life natural lighting uh on on GTA to sort of um show how that changes the way you're looking at it without necessarily overhauling all the textures. Um this game always has had like a slight cartoony look to it and that's fine. It's there's obviously moments of it and sections of it that look photorealistic, but it also does obviously have its own distinct art style. Uh, I I wouldn't necessarily describe GTA five as like photorealistic. But I do think that there's some stuff they can do with lighting and possibly textures, to make it like a little look a little bit more sort of dynamic and uh, stark. Um, There's, That's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. I'm not necessarily, I'm not really expecting new content. I don't think that they'll ever do new story content or anything like that. There was rumors years ago that they were going to do that. seems like all of that got funneled into online. They've hired voice actors for online parts of that game. Like there's entire story sections that happen inside the online segment. Uh, So I'm not really expecting that, Uh, but I do want to mess around in the open world again, you know, at a, really high locked frame rate, new lighting options and stuff like that, new performance options. That's really all I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, I can see lighting being a big thing here. Um yeah. I, I, like a, a bunch of stuff that they could do. I mean, we see this with like PC mods. And they've actually I think Rockstar has implemented uh there was some mod that someone did on PC that like totally improved I think it was like GTA Online load times and I think they're going to try to implement that. Um but obviously like they've had the community kind of tinkering with that game under the hood. You've got dudes at MIT being like, "How do we make the road more realistic like" I always hated how unrealistic the roads were in that game, uh, but I, I mean it, it'll be interesting to see if there's that if there's that uncanny valley, like when they when they dumped God uh, was it? I think they dumped L.A. Noir on on last gen or next gen or whatever the hell it was, and like the faces still looked really good, but everything else kind of looked like a little bit you know a little bit washed out, and I I feel yeah. like we're gonna have the same effect here. Where to your point, Brian, it is I don't think cartoony, but it's definitely stylized in the way that GTA games always are. Like there's always a little bit of that kind of you know they started out with like claymation people in the first two games and then they were like okay they're gonna be weird boxy you know cell shaded whatever's um and i hope they added some some funny funny little things like i hope they do something like the peyote like i mean they added they added cats when it came to last gen like that was a totally right. weird thing like there was and they added more grass and like more car and it was like stuff that like obviously there's stuff that you know was taking advantage of the hardware but then there was just like really odd decisions like, oh you know there's like more hats at the store i don't know if that was even a thing but the, you know obviously the peyote was that was a large thing that they were like yes yeah, so you can do drugs now and it's like that how much time did you spend on that like that's yeah. such a bizarre <laughs> use of like resources and that's um, what that's like that rock star thing where it's
2: like we could sit here and speculate for weeks on what we want but then someone at that studio is going to come up with like something like that and they're going to be like oh yeah where's peyotes here now yeah yeah like i never
1: there's uh, if that studio is known for one thing or that that company in general, it is the incredible level of detail that, that you get from those games. And especially with a game that now has been around, you know, we're approaching the 10 year anniversary, I guess, of GTA Five. Was it it was 2013 it came out? Honestly. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's nuts. Um,
1: yeah, we're we're getting close to 10 years of GTA Five, And so I it's fascinating that they're able to keep the game alive this way. I think GTA Online, as you both were saying, like there was hopes for story dlc at some point for gta 5 but i think online just took them so so like took their audience by such a surprise and and became such a force that it obviously is where the focus has gone uh but yeah i i think it's really cool that we're seeing you know ps5 owners and ps plus subscribers get a little bit of a bonus for all this uh and yeah it will be very strange to you know in the midst of the fall rush of games whatever we get brand new ones this year will be like oh and by the way gta 5 is here and then possibly possibly also cyberpunk on on you know the new gen consoles and also possibly the witcher 3 on new gen consoles it's gonna be completely
2: forgot about the cyberpunk port i guess it's gonna be a weird fall like you can't even buy the regular version on
1: yeah i mean it's yeah currently unavailable on playstation uh but it'll be a strange fall to have all these big uh older games coming you know at the same time as some other stuff but Especially um, with the delays that we've seen, if there's yeah. you know an excuse to jump into a big open world when some of the big players probably won't make it for the fall, that's fine with me.
0: I mean, it's honestly, yeah. I've played GTA you know the, twice on the both systems or whatever, and like I'm totally down to jump back into it because it's been long enough. Like, I mean, yeah. the, the the PS4 version came out in 2014, I think. Like, it's been it's been a while. Uh, yeah, you know, and I played it at launch and I loved it. And like, uh, I, there's also there's a weird thing where online is gorgeous it's impressive it's huge there's a bunch of stuff in there but it is noticeably scaled back compared to the the main campaign the story the standalone stuff like i think just because it doesn't have to account for you know multiple players connecting through the internet to interact with each other so there's like i don't know there's like there's, my yeah, there's like weird <laughs> and there's like weird npc behavior and just like different little like little details that you don't see as much of um which you is know, just so cool to see so
2: yeah, You mentioned GTA 4. Uh, I think that's like weirdly become this sort of like uh, like redheaded stepchild for them. Like I, it's an immensely, tremendously successful popular game, one of the best selling games of all time. But we don't really see it get this sort of level of relevance uh, in terms of upkeep. You know, it, it's sort of like one and done, like they moved on from it. It got a bunch of DLC, like there's a really big, complete package there. And I think that, like, you know, some people admit, obviously, GTA, GTA V does om- nearly everything better, but I love the New York setting. I love Nico Bellic. I would really wish, uh, you know, that someday uh, that that game would get, like, a proper PS5 patch, get brought up to speed, maybe, like, tone down that sort of, like, bland, muddy sepia filter that, like, <laughs> yeah. exists over the entire game. Uh, once again, bring in some more dynamic lighting and stuff like that, but yeah i don't know like I, they have so many cool games in their in their in their legacy and i i, I wish gta 4 got another chance on next gen mm-hmm.
1: it's I mean, they, yeah go ahead max
0: we didn't touch on this but they did they did also mention it's going to be the 10 uh, 20th anniversary of gta 3 which is yeah first of all i feel just so old It just feels like the <laughs> oldest oldest thing just like i'm turning to dirt just hearing that but yeah <laughs> uh i i don't know what that means because that's that's a game that's like you can play that on your phone it's cool it's still like in a lot of ways it holds up really well but that is like that is like the first sandbox game like that is the first modern open like that is one of the most like genre defining games ever made and it's definitely not perfect like there's a lot of weird stuff that i think in you know hindsight is uh not 20 rose tinted goggles whatever the saying is but like i wonder if like it would be really cool if they were like hey we you know we did all it in GTA Five graphics. Yeah, like what would that? That would be that would be nuts. And like, I mean, I imagine it's structurally a lot less sort of, I don't know, resource intensive than something like you know GTA Five. Like it's a PS2 game. Like there's a lot. There's just a lot less game there. But it's still, it would be wild See, if they were like, yeah.
1: I mean, according small, to
0: you can't really go into like most buildings, but there's like there's a lot of charm there.
1: According to our story, we do say uh, our our news story says. Rockstar is promising surprises related to the 20th anniversary of the release of GTA three, including some related to GTA online. Obviously the mind like immediately goes to the like, Oh, it'd be so cool if they integrated, you know, GTA three somehow into online in some capacity. But yeah, it's, I imagine it'll be something on a smaller scale than that, but, but you're both right that like GTA five does get the focus and is the attention of all this, but there is a a history there of really beloved games. Some like GTA three that I think have, have been kept more in the, the public's mind and then stuff like gta 4 like brian you're totally right as as the one that i've played i have extremely fond memories of it i have no point of comparison for it to the others but like i loved playing around in that it had a really fun multiplayer that my cousin and i played together so we always were going nico my cousin to each other because that was just a dumb thing to do it like i have a very big fondness for that game for for a ton of reasons but i do think like you know all of the comparisons to maybe the gta 5's Doing stuff better, it's still a really great game. And yeah, I do wish there was some way to revisit that sort of pocket of the GTA universe. But obviously there there's no end in sight for five and online, so hopefully maybe at worst we just see those games subsumed into online in some capacity. But uh I, we'll we'll do
2: Go ahead. I, I I periodically crack myself up thinking about the time I went on a date in that game and picked up a woman in a helicopter and got in like a <laughs> high speed police pursuit. The helicopter blew up and I bailed in a parachute and she I guess went to the hospital. And they did that thing where like they call you the next day and they're like that was horrible. Why would yeah. you do that to me? But then like two days later they text you and they're like, Hey, you want to go on another date? And you're like, what's yeah. wrong with you, woman? You're out of your <laughs> mind."
1: It's yeah, the the little uh the ways it, it breaks that reality are very funny in what happens. And yeah. Also, well,
2: I really like Nico bellic for obvious reasons.
1: Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. I've always been no, like a Tommy Versetti guy myself exactly. <laughs> for obvious reasons.
0: Dorno, <laughs> I'm uh, so excited for you to play this dude. Like it's gonna be I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, that's one it's, of those games I wish so much that I could replay again for the first time. Like, it's just, yeah. yeah.
1: I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And I think, like, right now of any show, if there was a, any podcast on the IGN network that sort of captures the spirit of, of GTA V, it's probably this mis- <laughs> mishmash of a show sometimes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to talking about it later this fall. Uh, we're actually running a little bit short on time, so I think we should probably save, like, general. I know we wanted to dive into it, but we ended up talking about everything for so long. Uh, general like big Resident Evil Village uh, discussion for a little bit later in the future. I would love to do a spoiler cast. I know we talked about it last week. Uh, we're we're just waiting on Lucy to beat it. So Lucy, if you're, we'll probably just talk to you on Slack. But please beat the game so we can talk about it. Did spoilers. they?
2: Did, did we, there was all that talk before next gen about. Uh, and I sound like a huge baby and/or game journalist here, but I am on. I'm playing this game on the Village of Shadow difficulties. It's the hardest difficulty in the game. I was mostly soaring through it. Uh, I can handle all the you know uh, big crazy wolf fights and such, and all the boss fights. I'm I've been stuck on the Heisenberg fight for like a week straight. I oh, hate no. it. I hate him. <laughs> it's so it's it is one of the most arbitrary difficulty spikes I've seen in a video game in ages. Like th- this ah. is this is a game that you can like actually beat on any difficulty for the most part. But this fight, you're not allowed to use health because I won't spoil it. But like, you know, you yeah. guys, yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah, know, yeah.
2: You're basically in, you're in a scenario there that is outside of your, you know, regular means of playing the game. And uh, three hits and you're dead. And it just keeps whooping my ass. So if you have any pointers or tips, you're one of those just like, you know, just A plus video game players. I'm usually really good at video games. Like, I, you know, I play <laughs> hard games, Platinum Bloodborne, love, love stuff like that. This is kicking my ass and it's pissing me off cuz I really want to beat it on this difficulty.
1: Yeah, it's um I, I know exactly what your fight you're talking about and I played it on normal but yeah, it's it's one of those things where like it takes you outside the typical parameters and so it's a little yeah. frustrating in that respect but yeah, um I hopefully we can get into the discussion of all of that and and the totality of the game cuz I I did beat it over the weekend and I love that game you guys. Yeah, it's, right. It's so That's good.
0: Fun. I just started I, my um, second playthrough this morning and i was just like i i don't i don't really mess with new game plus usually because i feel like that's often in like really massive you know huge yeah. games and this is like the right size and so i was like yeah i'll start a new game and i was like hello werewolves i have more guns now <laughs> like just showing up <laughs> with like a whole bunch of weapons and like you know all my all my shit upgraded and just like the
2: fact just... That like you when you beat the game they give you a bunch of like you know points to spend in their shop and like unlock infinite ammo for weapons for new game. Plus there's all these like weird little uh, micro cosmic tasks that they give you to, to work on and play with That If you, you know, play a little bit of mercenaries or like you, you know, shoot a couple of goats or whatever, you get a bunch of points and you can, I, I love that. It's such a smart, like that little shop system is so cool. It I feels the, and spend yeah. all my money on the, or most of my money on like the concept art and the figurines to rotate and stuff like that. They're so great.
0: Yeah. I like, I really love it. Cause it feels like the, the kind of gameplay loop you see in, like a multiplayer shooter um but it's got the kind of like the silliness of of getting trophies but it's it's neither you know like it's something there's something very just like it feels like they really played the game and thought about like how how to implement this stuff it's not just like arbitrary like kill i mean some of it is like kill 500 werewolves or whatever but like you know it's it's there's some funny stuff in there there's like a very like you you really ran out of ideas for this one
2: yeah, there's wow, like a there's like an achievement or whatever, a trophy or like an unlockable challenge thing for using a landmine on one of those like flying vampires, and it's yeah. so fun to do that. <laughs> you can do it on the roof in in, in the castle, and they're just like, ah, ah, and they fly up to the door, <laughs> and they, you just blow up on the ground.
1: It's great. What a good. Time. It's yeah, it is a delightful game, and I'm I'm really excited to talk further in depth. Uh, with you all about it. And I'd say that, yeah, we don't have a timeline in mind, but I'd love to do a spoiler cast soon. Uh, So if you have any spoiler thoughts or questions, write into beyond at IGN.com with those, and we might incorporate those into that spoiler cast when we record it, but uh, that's definitely something I'd love to do. Uh, But that's going to pretty much wrap us up for this week's episode of Beyond. Uh, Before we leave, Brian and Max, anything uh, that you've been working on or that you want to point people to uh, before we sign off?
2: Oh, uh, so... um... Marvel's MODOK launches this week on Hulu. I think it's like one of the funniest things that they've done probably since that scene in Endgame where Ant-Man's eating a taco and the jet makes it fly away. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I'm hosting a launch party for the show where we're debuting the first two episodes with uh, Jordan Bloom, who is the director of the show, and Patton Oswalt, who voices and uh, I guess mo-capped MODOK, uh, which is a weird sentence. So come watch it with us. It's gonna be super fun, super funny. Those guys are awesome. Uh, so yeah check that out
0: that's that's awesome i i don't know when this is going up but i did an interview with justin roiland of rick and morty slash trover saves the universe fame about uh how to make funny video games because video games are frequently kind of serious or rigid or whatever and he's made Mm -hmm. some very goofy ones so um yeah keep an eye out for that it's it should be hopefully funny or at the very least interesting
1: awesome Uh, And definitely uh, we weren't able to have him on the show this week uh, because timing, uh, I didn't realize it was uh, being posted today. But go check out Matt Perslow's Deathloop preview. Obviously, that'll be a a PS5 launch exclusive that we'll be talking about later this year. Uh, But he has a preview up on IGN that you can go check out. So definitely go do that and just sorry.
2: Well, I was going to say one more thing when you're ready.
1: Oh, uh, I was just going to also say, just generally, I, I'm in a thousand different places, but just generally go check out some of the awesome features work we have coming out. Uh, Lucy and I have been working on some really cool pieces from people.
2: Uh, friend of the show, Andy Lunique, he's a like, former professional chef. He has been going through on Twitter, making approximations of the recipes that the Duke cooks in his oh evil village. So like the bird and beast and stuff like that, the rice pilaf. He's making them based on the descriptions in the game Uh, and posting pictures of them. So go check those out.
0: I somehow missed that. I I think I just stopped. I stopped looking too closely at his posts because it makes me too hungry. So
2: that's fair. Like I will wake up in the morning and be like,
0: I'm going to have a smoothie and then he'll put up
2: a bacon, egg and cheese. And I'm like, well, there goes the day.
1: (laughs) He's uh, just as a shout out for him. He's at uh, A-N-D-Y-L-U-N-I-Q-U-E on Twitter. And yeah, his if you ever feel the need to get extremely hungry, uh, go check out his incredible food pics. But otherwise, you can check us all out on Twitter as well, I'm at JM Dornbush, brian is at Agent Bizzle, and Max is at Max Scoville. Uh, thank you both again for joining me for this week's episode, and thank you, as always, to Red, our producer, uh, for helping to make the show run. Apparently, a couple of weeks ago, someone was like, "I never understand the name you're saying, Jonathan." So it's Red, like the Red Power Ranger.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What about like what? What yes, do you mean, like uh, the fire truck? Yes, like yeah. Clifford. Yeah. Not
2: like you, like the past tense of reed
1: No, no, not like that. Uh, anyway, thank you to Red. Uh, as always for making the show run and thank you to everyone out there listening and watching we hope you're safe and we hope you're well and as always beyond beyond, beyond.
2: welcome you've got A digital
1: monsters lurk in the shadowy corners of the internet our darkest fears peer back at us from the depths of the web, we can. Oh.
2: <coughs> oh, hey, holy! Hey, Linda Blair. Are you all right? No. Can we maybe do this a different tone? Hey there, I'm Perry Carpenter. And I'm Mason Amadeus. On our podcast, Digital Folklore, we explore monsters, memes, and everything in between.
1: Looking at our digital expressions through the lens of folklore, we break down the stories and communities we create online.
2: And we try to make it a lot of fun. The show is presented in an audio drama style with a narrative and soundscape that's designed to draw you in.
1: We weave insightful research and expert interviews with humor and storytelling.
2: Come check it out. Search Digital Folklore wherever you get your podcasts.